This week, the obvious question is, would you want to know your expiration date? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, of course, there's much more underneath. And we invite you to help us find some answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, please share it or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to. So this week, the laughs roll as we talk about everyone's favorite topic, death. Death fascinates us. It scares us, and depending on what you believe, it potentially could be really exciting. Maybe it's a huge, big, crazy adventure. Maybe it is absolutely nothing, a nothing that we can't even imagine, like trying to draw up a memory from before you were born. We wonder why, as a whole, we don't talk about it. After all, it's coming. I recently read a poem uh, by a guy named W.S. Merwin, who uh, the poem is called uh, For the Anniversary of My Death. And the poem, it's a real, real short poem. In fact, I'll, I'll just read it real fast. Maybe, you know, and then, then everybody will, will know the poem. Here's how the poem goes. And I'm not a poetry reading kind of guy, so forgive me if this is, you know, done poorly. Here it is. Every year, without knowing it, I have passed the day when the last fires will wave to me and the silence will set out, tireless traveler, like the beam of a lightless star. Then I will no longer find myself in life as in a strange garment, surprised at the earth in the love of one woman and the shamelessness of men, as today, riding after three days of rain, hearing the wren sing and the falling cease and bowing, not knowing to what. And I thought, the poem really struck me because I, I thought, wow, isn't that incredible? Every year, you don't realize it, but you pass the day that you that you will be the calendar day when you die. You know, you and it there it goes. You know, and every year is an anniversary, just kind of working backwards from the day where you actually go. So I it got me thinking about that, and not in a in a depressing, super sad way, but in in kind of a more <laughs> it sounds weird to say in a fun way. You know, if you could know when what your day is would you want to know and and more than that would if you could know how it's going to happen would you want to know that yeah it's it's an interesting question so know when and then what's actually going to cause it like do i do i have a heart attack or i get crushed by a rock or something like that you know it's funny I'll, i'll add this piece ahead of time is um when i was younger i never thought about dying i never thought about and older people always like were older people, you know, it's like I could see the I couldn't see my future. I could see their future. And I, I kind of separated myself. But as I'm getting older, every time I see a person older than me, that's kind of either, you know, in a wheelchair or kind of moving around with a cane or something like that. I think that's me. That's coming. So your, your point is really good, Mike, is that question of, you know, when you go to a funeral or something, do you associate with that person that's that's no longer here? And think, wow, that that person might have thought they were going to be around another week or month or a few more years. And here they are. You know, they're dead at this point. How do I fit into that? How do I see myself in that that position? And I, my instant answer is I don't want to know. I don't want to know either the time or how it happens. At the same time, I'm thinking, kind of be cool to know. No, I wouldn't. I take it back. It wouldn't be cool. I'm going to say no for the moment. But I, I do identify with people who are at that point where they're getting older and I used I never did before, and it's now it's kind of kind of becoming a thing where, when I see a group of people, you know, from a, a rest home or something like that, I can see myself in that, in that setting at some point. Now, hopefully, I'll never be there, but 
the alternative isn't good either. If you never get there, <laughs> then you're probably dying at an early age, disappearing. Yeah, there's lot, lots of angles to this thing. I'm intrigued by the, you know, if you could know the day and, and how, the how and when. I'm with Joe initially that it, if I could choose, I would I would say, yeah, yeah, you know, on April Fool's Day and a knife fight and, you know, and those kind of things. But if I don't have my own choosing, yeah, I would choose not to know because I, I think I'd live my life differently. It's interesting about days that people die because, you know, for instance, for me, you know, I, I it's etched in my mind the day my mom passed away. And, and I wouldn't say, you know, that's really necessarily a sad day, but I think of her on that day and I think of where I was and you know, and, and her passing and, and, you know, if anything, we, we more celebrate it. Like my mom loved IHOP. So we'll, the family will think about it and we'll say, well, let, let's, let's go to IHOP. We don't normally eat at IHOP. Let's eat there for nanny. And we'll do that. Um, but you know, that date only means anything to the other people, the people that are left behind, right? It's like for us, if that were our, the date of our death and we don't know it, we just, we just move on, uh, and go somewhere else. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, so that's my my initial thought. I'm also thinking of um, the Who. You know, my generation, like like Joe, you said when you were younger, you didn't think about like death and dying. I would say I was maybe a little bit more opposite of that. I've always been fascinated by the fact and intrigued by the fact that people don't talk about death. It's one of those things that happens to everybody. We're we're all you know. I, I like to go into the grocery store and they they say how are you and I say I'm dying. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Well, no, you're dying, too. Uh, we're all dying. We just don't realize it. You know, the minute you're born, you're going to die. So we think we're going to live forever. So it's just it's fascinating to me that it's like almost like that taboo topic. And um, and I've always thought about it when I was younger. But I agree, as you get older, the last thing I want for myself is to be this the person that's old, decrepit. You know, I'm in my bed. Somebody's got to take care of me. I can't do things for myself. Uh, and that's why I think of the my generation, you know, I hope I die before I get old, you know, that line in that song that you want to go out on your own terms, right? Or I think of the old movies like, you know, like Grumpy Old Men or the Sunshine Boys where, hey, you know, let's, the, let's one of the three of us, you know, in 20 years, guys, let's rob a bank because who's going to, you know, who's going to pick on three 80 year old guys robbing a bank? And that would be fun. And if we get shot, so what? It's like the, the, the usual <laughs> suspects, you know, but it's just fascinating to me. But it, the world, it doesn't seem like it plays out that way. Like, well, show me the one person, you know, that went out on their terms unless you're doing the thing that you love. Like, I think of just recently, I can't remember his name, but I think the guy was about 42 years old. He was like an endurance climber. He climbed the Alps, everything, and, and faster than anyone. One world records. Well, I think he just passed away, maybe on Everest or somewhere else. And uh, they're not really sure what happened. Like, well, how did that happen? But he died doing the thing he loved. And then I, I was telling you guys offline that there was a Colonel Bruce Hampton, a musician here in Atlanta, had a concert earlier this week, and he had a four-hour 70th birthday tribute concert. And normally during, I guess, his performances, I've never seen him before, he lays down on the stage and you know takes a break while the band's jamming. Well, he did that, and the band is still jamming, and it turns out that the guy died. Like, And it's like, but you think people would My think gosh. that was morbid, but... Most of his fans are like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, the guy died doing the thing he loved. And then, you know, he was 70 years old. So, you know, he had a good life, good run. And I'm thinking, like, if you could choose, if he could choose. And it almost hit me in the back of my mind that he did choose. Like, he knew that. Like, he's like, okay, you know, I'm not feeling that well. I'm not that healthy. It's almost like that thing when you lose a spouse. 
And the other spouse is like, well, he died 12 years, I mean, 12 hours after his spouse died. And you're like, how does that happen? So there's a, there's yeah. a fascinating angle to this whole thing, that, that mystery of life and death that we are, we are not, we, the three of us aren't qualified to speak about, but I don't know that there's anybody on the planet qualified to speak about it. Hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. that crazy country song, right, that everybody wants to get to heaven. They just don't want to go right now. There's a line or something like that that, you know, it's like, yeah, heaven, why wouldn't you want to go there? Let's go. And and there are some people in this world that are ready to go. I mean, yeah. we've had that with, uh, you know, the terrorists and suicide bombers and stuff like that. It seems like there's something better beyond this for them. Uh, for me, that's not true right now. So I don't have yeah. I don't Well, that all gets into your be- kind of belief of where you think you're going to go. And that's, you know, yeah. another question for another day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if I had something posted out there that I could, you know, see and say, well, if, if I get the date and time and where I'm headed, you know, that might even make that it definitely seal the deal for me. I mean, you give me <laughs> date, time and where I'm going, I might want to up the date, you know, up the push it forward a little bit if it's good enough. You know, if the outcome is what am I doing here kind of thing. Right. I should be there wherever the there is. But given that we don't know, it's like one of those crazy things. I can see, you know, sitting my kids down, they're older now, but at a young age and saying, you know, mom and dad, we're getting old. We're in our 30s or 40s. You know, we're going to die someday. Oh, by the way, you're going to die, too. And your kids are going to die, too. So just remember that. You know, it's kind of giving that little schooling, like, you know, just so you know, this is how it works. And I I think our culture would probably cause them to flip, you know, and kind of like, what? I didn't know this. What what happened? When When did this come about? Well, it's happening every day. We're one of the few, I think, creatures on this planet that sees people dying all around us, but doesn't ever think about our, our own death, you know, in that sense, like to worry about it the way another animal might mm. not, not to have the awareness. I know for myself that that no time seems to be seems to really work for me. Like if I challenge myself and say, well, when, I mean, if if I could choose, I mean, forget for a moment if I could just know, but if I could choose suicide and stuff like that aside, right? Like, like, would you like to go and, you know, here, Mr. Travisano, here's the catalog. We, ooh, we have a wonderful day, you know, right before Christmas. Well, that, that won't work for me. I really like Christmas, you know. Or, well, how about in, in June? Well, but still the summer movies are coming out. I don't want to miss any of those, you know. Like, and, and any season, any time, like there's something, you know, making fires in the autumn or hiking in the spring, you know, when it's when it's just, you know, the flowers are blooming. Something like that. It, there's no there's no good time. That's mm-hmm. probably part of the reason why the Grim Reaper keeps it kind of a secret because he's he could never, you know, get appointments out, yeah. scheduled, yeah. you know. There's this, Mike, is this all about you? I mean, it sounds like it's all <laughs> about you. I mean, what about the people left behind? They should get to choose because I mean, <laughs> heck, you, maybe you pick Christmas. They go, whoa, hold on a no. second. I don't want this Christmas every year. This is just like Mike ruined Christmas for everybody. It's all about you, isn't it? Gosh, (laughs) yeah, it's terrible. I think of that perfect moment though, because I I can remember one perfect moment. I think I shared this with you guys before, where I was out. It was out in Lake Tahoe, and I had done like an eight mile hike, and I was up. uh, I think it's called the Incline Trail, and I have an actual photograph of like my shadow on a big rock there, but it overlooks the entire lake, and I was sitting there, kind of on a log that was like heading straight down there's these big boulders like right behind me and i guess for a minute it, it dawned on me like what if these things come on you know unlatched and kind of roll down the hill uh, i'm gonna clearly fall like thousands of feet to my death but i was just kind of like chilling there and, and meditating and enjoying the day and i was like that would be a great way to go you know like if if that happened like people might feel like sad like oh my gosh bob was hiking he was by himself 
the worst part would probably be like, you know, what if it took them like six months to find my body and raccoons are eating me? Like, that wouldn't be good. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, fascinating. You know, I would, again, because I would be doing something, I'd be in a peace, I was in a peaceful moment, and I would have been taken at a moment where things were just wonderful. And that, for me, it goes back to the choosing thing. It's like, I don't know that it matters what I'm doing or what day it is, but there's those certain present moment where I'm so at peace that if this is it, this is it, you know. I think that maybe that's And your just... biggest worry is that raccoons might be eating you. There, raccoons are eating my eyeballs. Low on, you know, my, like, low on my list. You know, it just hit me. There are people in this world that know this. And, and unfortunately, they know it because someone else is going to kill them. You know, it's like convicted criminals that, you mm-hmm. know, are, are going to get a death sentence for having murdered somebody, whatever like that. They know the day and the time. They know the mechanism. They understand the whole thing. I mean, if, the, if there's a place to ask the question, it would be to one of them to say, what's that like? Yeah, well, they you probably know, have we, more we uncertainty don't. with the appeals. Pro- yeah, if you ever seen anybody on death row, they don't get killed the next day. Now, they know they're right. eventually going to die in the, you know, whatever lethal injection or whatnot. But, you know, that could be a period of 20 years. In some cases, they'd have a heart attack long before anything right. ever happened. So, But you got to admit, though, Bob, at that moment, they walk them down a the hall and it's like it's declared. I mean, yeah. short of a governor calling whatever to, you know, stop oh, yeah. it, whatever stop yeah, if they they're going know. down the hallway, that green mile, yeah, then you know it's 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 over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, we're saying that. Would we want to know that? You know, not that somebody would necessarily stick a needle in our arm or you know, electrocute us, but would would you want to know that to that level, like that person? I, I think that's very, to me, that's a very unnerving kind of thing to even think about that, that somebody is, it's like, you know, at 10.02 or whatever, yeah. whenever that time frame is, it. Or whatever, you know, I don't know if there's a premise yeah. for a movie here, though. But but if that happened, let's say Joe, you're you're just doing the podcast. You're not even in prison. But if we came to you and said, "Well, you're going to die of lethal injection," and pre- you know, do you start living your life differently to say, "How did I get in prison? How how did I get the death penalty? Like, how did all this stuff happen?" Yeah, you know, you you got me wondering, Joe. There's there's a huge amount of power in in the uncertainty of not only when you're going to die, but frankly, the uncertainty that I will die. Right. Because that clearly is what's happening. I obviously know I'm going to die, but I don't live my life like that. I live my right. life like right. I'm not going to die. Right. And and it's the thing that kind of allows me to make plans to kind of, you know, even say things like, well, I'm going to live for today, you know, because tomorrow may never come. But it's, there's still that may. Right. If I knew the day where I'm going to go, would would I make any difference between that day and tomorrow? Like mentally, would I be able to project myself into any future other than that day? Like it might be 20 years down the road, but I know it so certainly that what's the sense of tomorrow, right? I wonder if that would play into it. I think for myself, I I answer the question, I wouldn't want to know either. I wouldn't want to know the day and I I don't want to know how because I think that uncertainty is the thing that allows me to live fully. Like I know that I know that it's coming and I don't take it for granted. Uh, but at the same point, I think I uh, I allow myself to have dreams and hopes. And, you know, I, I want to see, you know, uh, my my family get old and do well. And I want to help them do, you know, get old and do well. And if I know these things might be cut prematurely because of that day, then maybe somehow my motivation would stop. I don't yeah. know. But, well, we yeah. know a lot of us have, well, I, I know many of us have experienced people with terminal illness in our own family and also uh, outside of our families that that does change things because in a way 
you know, you're healthy one day and then let's say you get diagnosed, somebody gets diagnosed with cancer or lung disease or something like that, it, it, it doesn't give you the exact date. And then the same thing with, I know a lot of people, you know, that were, you know, even with my mom where they, they tell me, well, she's going to have to go into hospice, you know, and, you know, she never even made it to that point. Uh, but I knew like, mm, you know, there's a 90% chance, you know, she's probably not going to make it a, more than a couple more days. And we were having conversations and I think maybe... I treated it differently, the situation, but I don't know that she did, you know, in terms of thinking about, well, tomorrow I could be gone because most of the stuff we discussed was trivial in nature for her, you know, like, well, make sure my bill, this bill is paid or can you give this person a call or do this or do that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And you hear a lot of stories about people who have had that experience and then recover somehow, you know, and they had the idea in their head, they're not going to make it, they're, they're done and then overcome cancer or some illness or something. And, and they live differently. They talk about it differently as if almost like something's been taken away from them, you know, that they had this, this opportunity to experience life to the fullest in the last, whatever. And now, now they're, they're back on the treadmill again, they can go for years. Who knows? You know, they're like us, they would you know, not have a certain end to it. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's probably been times you guys fly a lot and stuff like that when you've been on a plane and maybe you had that moment when the wings are flapping and, you know, you get that little sense in your stomach that this may be it. You know, like the plane is, well, as people certainly in that uh, air pocket last week or earlier this week that uh, people are throwing all around the cabin and stuff like that. I imagine it went through, a oh, the landing on the, the Hudson. It was another good, you know, example mm. where you got to think at that moment, you know, I've been on some kind of, you know, shaky flights, but never to the point where I thought, whoa, this one's going down. But if, if it's actually going down into the Hudson, what are you thinking at that moment? I mean, I think I would be thinking, I know how, I know about when and I know how. It's like, mm. we're about to crash. It's over, you know. And I mean, just so many, the space shuttle blowing up, different things. People have had that experience. Unfortunately, most of those people you can't talk with because they're gone. But people that you could talk ahead of time, knowing something's going to happen, what does that feel like? And Bob, you mentioned like hospice. You know, I've had a couple of those situations with people too. And it's weird. It's You sit with them and it's like, they. I remember this one woman asked me a question. She said, you know, I don't know what this is all about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I'm here. Mm. And I thought, Ugh. You know, it's like, I mean, she knew and she knew, but she didn't understand that, that end of it kind of thing. Yeah. That's hard. But, but when those things happen, let's say the diagnosis with cancer or heart disease or whatever, and then the life changes, maybe, you know, I answered the question up front that said, I don't want to know. But then there's this part of me in my brain says, well, what if my life, if somebody could prove to me, my life would be better more beneficial, a richer life. I took more risk if I did know. But I think the fear is that, well, what if I say, well, I'd like to know, and Mike's the authority that has the answer. It's written on a piece of paper. And if he comes back and says, well, Bob, you're going to die just basically in your sleep. You're going to be 92 years old. I'd be like, okay, that's great. That's cool. But what if he came back and he told me, well, Bob, I hate to tell you, but dude, it's next week, man. You just step off a curb. I can't really tell you where it is, but you get hit hit by an uber driver and you're gone man like in a flash you know yeah. and i'm like shit what what do i do then you know it's, it's just i don't know that i can handle that hmm. that's why i say yeah. no you know yeah yeah i'm with you on that i think that for for my uh, my last thought for for myself here i think that it's not knowing when you're going to die is like the ultimate for me reason to to embrace that whole you know, dead poet society, carpe diem kind of thing, right? Because it could be tomorrow. 
So make today extraordinary, you know, do something today, create something, tell the truth to the people around you, make sure everybody knows you, you know, you love them, ask for forgiveness, all of those things, you know, don't let anything wait, because, because man, you don't know, you may not have the opportunity, opportunity to do it. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's for me. So you guys, any, any last words you'd like to say? Well, you, you said it so eloquently, and, and I, I totally yeah. agree with you. I think you don't have to die yourself. And I, and I I always often quote this thing that just says, you know, in order to live, you've got to die. And not, you know, in a literal sense. But when you have people close to you that do pass away, you, you know, when my mom passed away, it made me appreciate my life even more and, and, and look at things differently. Um, the things that you said, Mike, and... Uh, I think that's the best advice is that, you know, take those risks, take, you know, look at nature, explore the world, take those risks. Don't, don't sit back and, and let somebody else do the things that you want to do and that you love. So, uh, but you got to remind, you got to take yourself out of the, the busyness of each and every day to separate from the mundane and, and, and really live that way to say, let, what if I, what if today was the last day of my life? Well, how would I live it? You could practice that, you know, almost in a meditative sense and actually do it physically as well. So there you go. Yeah. And you guys, those are great answers. I wouldn't even have tried to do better than that. But I have to tell you, I have an uncle who's in his 90s now. But when he's in his 80s, he said to me one day, he said, I don't even buy green bananas anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, I don't feel like it's it's a kind of a risky thing. And he's in the 90s. He's doing great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. 